Hey guys, and welcome to episode six of the Gym and Tonic podcast. This week, we are going to be talking about the wonderful world of supplements with the boys. And I'm just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Uh, we're going to be focused on what supplements are actually needed and when we need them. Uh, that's in relation to general health and also in relation to training. Um, we're going to touch on micronutrients, uh, what they are, what they're commonly used for. And we're also going to do some recommendations for stuff that we use ourselves. Um, just to say that we aren't qualified dietitians and that anything we share with you today is basically uh, knowledge that we have through nutrition qualifications, through what we have picked up on from clients and from our uh, own results from supplements. Um, and it's just for uh, advice and for you to listen to and make your own mind up at the end of the day. If you do feel that you are lacking in nutrients um, and you feel you need supplements, it's best to take the advice of a qualified dietitian um, and they can do specific tests on your diet and advise accordingly. Okay, so I am firstly going to start off by sharing with you my supplements that I take, which will shock you, you may need a pen and paper. Um, the, I did a nutrition course through the Advanced Coaching Academy, uh, which is uh, an academy set up by Phil Lerney, a bit of a guru of mine. And at the time I was going through the early stages of menopause and I was trying to find ways of um, defeating, if you like, or combating or um, anything to try and stop the uh, weird and wonderful um, things I was going through at the beginning. So I, a lot of the stuff I take now is based on um, the information from that nutrition course. So it is, it is obviously science-based, which is when the course was set up. It's a science-based course. So I'm just going to go through it now. So a lot of you might be a bit shocked, but, um, <laughs> and again, you don't take these. These are what I take and the reason why I take them. So in my little bowl of tricks here, you can hear them. So, you know, it's real props. Yeah. Uh, I always take a multivitamin. Um, I have collagen, which as you get older is obviously something that does decrease and it does have an effect on your skin, hair and nails. So it's always good to top that up when you're getting older. Uh, my fish oils, which I never run out of. Calcium and vitamin D. Calcium, as we all know, um, supports your bones. And obviously, as you get older, you have to be very aware of osteoporosis. A lot of the time, women especially don't get enough calcium in their diet due to the fact that dropping low-fat foods often involves um, you know, dropping dairy, which is where we get a lot of our calcium from. Uh, evening primrose oil, well known to support uh, hormones in females, so I take that as well. I also have glucosamine, which is a support for joints um, and once and the last one is zinc which is obviously immune system very much a defense in the winter months against colds and other little viruses which we're not going to go into little ones little ones um, so it's quite a bit of tricks it takes me a bit of time to get them all out and set them all up in the morning uh, I do only take them once a day and I tend to take them um, with my breakfast so that I know whatever I eat during the day uh, has been topped up a little bit um, through that. Obviously, as personal trainers, our advice would always be to try and have a very nutritious diet um, to ensure that you don't need to take too many supplements. But I, like I said, um, it's something you need to get advice on uh, so your diet can be looked at. And any areas that you don't feel you're getting enough nutrients is where you should be looking at supplementation. So today we are going to focus on supplements for training. Uh, before I pass over to the guys, I would say with me, um, I've just got my new program and nutrition program and training program from my own coach. And he's given me um, some supplements to take. So what I know, because I'm educated in the area is that I won't take those supplements until I start my training plan because he's timed them so that I take them to support my training. I'm not just going to take them now because I know Christmas is coming. I'm not going to be smashing it out in the gym. Um, so, you know, it's looking at supplements, when to take them um, 
and what they're actually going to do for you. Uh, that's what we're sort of going to talk about today. So if we're looking at someone, let's say you've got, I'm not going to use the word Karen. Let's say we've got Barbara, who's just started going to step class once a week, um, smashing it out, going once a week, you know, really going to sort of cut all her calories because she wants to lose some weight. Um, and then, you know, she decides that because she's now training, she needs to take supplements and starts taking creatine and, you know, all, all, uh, what they call BCAA, stuff like that. So in the case of someone who's doing classes and stuff like that, it's very unlikely that person is going to need those types of supplements to support their training. And I think this is where people uh, are going wrong. They think if they train a couple of times a week, don't really push themselves, that they need the whole package of the, you know, the type I mean, um, guys, we all know that person who buys trainers, the shorts, the, the Under Armour top, they've got all the stuff. It's cost them 300 pounds to get their kit. They then think they need to get supplements. So they go, they look up on their YouTube or some, someone on, on Instagram and they think, oh, they take this, they take that. They spend another hundred pounds on supplements and they haven't even gone to the gym yet. So I think the angle we need to go in at is at what point level of training, let's say, you know, do you, are you going to be affecting your body to the point that you need to supplement what you're eating? Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I think for me, I mean, I'll give my opinion on this and then Paul, you can either counter me or um, agree with me, but I, I'm, I, I'm coming from the point where I've taken every supplement under the sun uh, in yep, the natural I, world anyway. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it's natural supplements, but I just don't, I don't believe in them. I don't believe in them. There are two or three that I believe in that will give you maybe 1% um, of um, more than what you, you can put in through nutrition and training. Okay. But I do take supplements because I do think that um, that 1%, if they're affordable, why not? Why not give yourself that, you know, if you're training hard and your nutrition's on point and you're trying to do everything you can with your, you know, maximizing your training, maximizing nutrition, why not give 1% more? Because you would do that if someone you're, you're measuring your food or if you're, you're counting your, you know, lifts and your weights, why not would you want one more percent? Because that 1% could make a bit of a difference. But um, I, I personally would never recommend supplements to any of my clients. I just don't believe that that sets the right tone um, because there is so much that needs to be, that can be homed in and can be done through nutrition and training. Most people are not even touching the surface on that. And until they maximize everything they're doing, as I said, nutrition and training wise, only then would I say, well, maybe then if you're, if you're trying to make a small, small difference, then add some supplements in. So, and I also think there's two, there's two different types of supplements, right? We've touched on this in previous podcasts is that there's performance supplements for the gym and then there's, there's health supplements, right? And they're two totally different things. Yeah. Health supplements are your, you know, your, your multivitamins and your fish oils and, and um, all your vitamins and stuff and minerals. You can get all of that from food, but people are busy. Life is difficult and to hit your nutrition points exactly right every day is, is next to impossible so for example i take fish oils i take a multivitamin i take vitamin d every day because i know those are important have they have important vitamins and minerals that i want to make sure i'm hitting and it's an easy way to do it now i try my very hard, hardest to do that through nutrition anyway but i just kind of make sure with those and they're very cheap and they're very that you know they're very easy to get hold of yeah um then the only other thing that I would say is that, you know, recovery is huge for people that are pushing it hard in the gym, who are, you know, training hard, whether, you know, I've got a client right now who's, a, um, who's training for an Ironman. It's doing two or three hours of intense training each day. Recovery needs to be absolutely on point for you to be able to get your body in a state to be able to perform at that level. So then you've got, you know, then you do have supplements that can help you give that extra bit of um recovery so i you know i take glutamine um uh, i take that twice a day um i take creatine i think creatine is very safe it's the most um researched sup sports supplement out there um you know i always have a whey protein around because again 
to hit protein, adequate protein each day is difficult for a lot of people. So having a protein shake where you've got, um, you know, easy source of um, quality protein is, is important. Um, and then things like electrolytes, you know, I take electrolytes a lot because if you're working out a lot, you're going to deplete yourself from electrolytes. So why not put it back in? Mm. Um, yeah. And that's and honestly, again, with supplements, I just, I think they're so overrated. I think they're almost an addiction to people and people love the fact that, okay, I'm, you know, the January supplement sales will be out the window. Like it's just going to be ridiculous because again, people, when they get in there, they want the whole package. They want to go a hundred yeah. miles an hour into it where if you actually just turn up to the gym three times a week and you clean up your diet a little bit, that's going to be way more like stratosphere is better than if you're, uh, if you're trying to supplement. So Paul, I'll give it over to you. I don't know if you agree or disagree. Uh, yeah, no, no, I do agree with, um, pretty much everything that you said. So I'm actually going to take this a little step back uh, and it's a way that I position it to all of my clients because what you alluded to there and what you touched upon there is absolutely spot on is that supplements at the moment, <coughs> excuse me, are like, it's like a trendy thing. We've spoken on previous podcasts about social media and its influence and creating an idea in people's head as to what they should look like. Unfortunately, it's done the same thing with supplements. There's a million different things that different people are taking out there. Everything's positioned as the next big thing. Big like thing. You take to social media and it's like, oh, the next fat loss workout, the best fat burning exercises, the best X, Y, Z and supplements are the same. They're, they're absolutely everywhere. Uh, the minute you venture into anything slightly fitness related, you're going to see a shelf, a window, a display, a sign that lists a million products, which basically for the average trainer are going to yield next to no results. And it is born out of the same concept as some of the body image issues people have. They're looking at elite competition athletes and the fact that they're trying to find a fraction of a percentage to gain an advantage over somebody else in a very finite and small window. So they're going to utilize as much as they can, whether that's um, a more anabolic approach in terms of steroids, which is commonly used. And again, I think there's a lot that can be done to clear up the use of that. Um, not in terms of eradicating it from the industry, but just making people aware that it's being used and, yeah. and a bit more information on it. But from a supplement... Honest as well, honest and clarity. Yeah, absolutely. And from a supplement perspective, it's the fact that, yeah, if, if you're trying to compete, and I'll, I'll use my own experience of this, from, of competing, because I was doing it naturally and not using any, uh, any steroids, um, you are going to start to look at things like your fat strippers and that kind of supplement as a way to try and gain a bit of an extra advantage when you're trying to compete. But if you're the average trainer, the average person who's probably in the gym somewhere between once to maybe four times a week, and you probably do a mixture of a bit of cardio, maybe some hit work, you do a little bit of weight training, but again, your main focus is just to get in better shape. 90% of the supplements that are on the market that are being pushed at you as essential are not going to yield any, additional results the first and foremost thing people need to appreciate with supplements is that is what a supplement is if you supplement your income you mean you top it up you mean what you make is less than what you need so you supplement it with a little something to get to bridge the gap and that's all a supplement is in a dietary perspective it means you should be getting all of your vitamins all of your minerals all of your protein all of your amino acids all of this stuff from the food that you eat by eating a balanced varied diet if you struggle with that, or as Tom said, if your protein target, because you're trying to build muscle or lose fat is quite high. And for some people it will be, particularly if you are trying to drop body fat, for example, and you're quite a large person, your protein target is going to be high. And to get that from food could be a hell of a challenge, particularly if you're vegetarian or vegan, all of a sudden, oh, some of the biggest sources of protein are, are, are off the table, off the, the menu, menu. Yeah. <laughs> and still got to try and get to 200 plus grams of protein in a day. Well, do you know what? Get it as much as you can from your food, but you're going to need to top it up. And that's where, when I work with my clients, the only two supplements I ever suggest first and foremost is a good quality whey protein. Same as Tom, a whey isolate that's going to be low calorie. That's going to be pretty much all protein 
so that we're not just chucking loads of unnecessary calories into the body. We, we are literally using it to top up the element we're missing. Um, and even then, I don't recommend people to start using that until I've been training them for, for a few weeks. And that's nothing to do necessarily with the training. It's because I'd rather help fix and address their underlying diet and get as much protein in as possible for the first few weeks from what they're eating. And if there's still a gap, then we start to introduce things. Cause I think again, supplements are positioned as this quick fix, this easy way to, Oh, you know, have a quick protein shake, have a protein bar, have BCAAs, have, have this, have that. And it's kind of like, well, no, let's, let's address the underlying issue, tidy up the diet so that it's more in line with the goal. It's more in line with what the body needs. And if we're lacking in anything because of food preferences, dietary requirements, or just sheer quantities that you need to get in of certain things, then we top it up. Um, so a good quality whey protein is something I, 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 you know, most of my clients ultimately end up using, um, because most people do struggle with getting enough protein in consistently. Oh God. Yeah. And the other, the other supplement that I recommend, I probably have recommended this to like three clients in total, uh, based on the way that they train would be a really good quality creatine. Again, as, as Tom said, it's probably the most widely researched product out there. There's a lot of interesting information, some slightly conflicting about how to utilize creatine. Um, but if you are weight training and you weight train three days a week plus, and you're look, particularly if you're from my own experience, if you're in a deficit and you're still wanting to carry good performance in the gym, having creatine in your diet is going to help because for me, create a lot of people take creatine because they want to get big and they're like, Oh yeah, it's really important for building muscle. I think the bigger impact you'll get from creatine is that little extra edge when you are when you're in the gym, particularly if you're in a deficit, it just gives you that little bit of extra performance boost that you're probably going to miss because you've got less calories going in than, than what's being expended. Um, so it can really help maintain good gym performance uh, whilst in a deficit. Um, if you're trying... the, on that point, actually, Paul, uh, with creatine. Yes. Um, so I know a lot of people actually have it as an intra-workout. Yeah. So they, because they, I've noticed as well um, that creatine actually comes with a little bit of flavour now. Yes. So you can actually make it up in water. So rather than just have squash or whatever yeah. uh, in the gym, I've noticed that it's become a thing now to actually have your creatine while you're training. Yeah. You I've, I've tried it and I've done it. I mean, creatine's a bit of a funny one for me. Uh, the, the, the concept of intra-workout when it comes to creatine in my head, I think... I personally feel is a little bit gimmicky. Um, yeah. Been a lot of a lot of studies about it, and there are some suggestions that it can yield benefits whilst you're training. But the way, but, reali but realistically, if you take something like creatine, if you look at the, I mean, again, it's the most studied supplement out there. If it's, it's a very basic, very basic supplement to take. You take five grams a day and you saturate your muscles with it over a period of time. You don't load it. That's, that's one of the, the myths we hear a lot is that people think they have to load creatine. All it ends up doing is bloating you out because your body doesn't know what the hell to do with all the water that it's trying to pull into the muscle. Because that's essentially what creatine I've actually does. seen evidence of that. Yeah. With women who take Because obviously we naturally carry more water than men anyway. It's just a thing. Um, and I've seen like, women take it and I've seen that thing where they just suddenly go soft. You know, like they, they get this weird fluffy. You do have to be careful. Yeah, intra workouts are a weird one as well because you're then, the, you're, you're then relying on your body to process that supplement that quickly for it to be working at that point. You know, your body doesn't work that quickly. And so... Uh, so especially something like creatine, it takes a while for your body to hit us, the levels of creatine. And then essentially what you're doing every day is just topping it up. Yeah. And, you know, again, it's, that's, it's a classic example of the supplement industry just trying to push more products on you that you've now got flavored creatine where you can buy three or four months worth of creatine for about 10 quid. And it's unflavored. You can put it in anything and it dissolves really easy and you don't even know you're drinking it. But now you've got to add the flavors in, you know, like things like BCAAs, like, honestly, oh God, I drink, get, there's a million flavors of that. Yeah. And I drink BCAAs. The only reason I drink them is because it helps me drink water. 
it helps me get hit my water intake for the day. So they take, it makes water taste better. Do it for a second. I mean, there's actually been a ton of studies and a guy, um, a, a guy I follow on Instagram, uh, I can't remember his, his name. Um, his, his company's called BioLane and they do, they do great studies on supplements and he's, he's really goes in depth in his stuff. And again, none of us are experts in, in supplements, but there are a lot of people out there who are experts and, and I try and surround myself with them. And there's new studies coming out about BCAs that they just don't build muscle the way that, you know, branched amino acids for anyone that doesn't know what BCA means. They just don't help build muscle the way that we always thought they did. But if they help you drink water, great. I mean, again, but you're going to, there's cheaper ways for you to flavor your water. Well, I'm not being funny, but Robinson's have been helping people. Yeah, yes. years, and, and you can buy a bottle of that for a pound and it will last right. you a long time. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's, that's the, one of the points as well that I think we need to make with the supplement industry. And I think we have made it in, in previous podcasts. It's like the supplement industry, they're just not regulated. Like a lot of these products that, that you're buying and that you're, you're putting into your bodies are not regulated um, at all. And they're definitely not regulated like normal food would be. And so it's very, very easy to buy these things and think they're going to work and then not see any results or think they've got to give you results, but actually it's probably down to your nutrition, your training. The biggest advice I can give people on, on supplements is if you don't know what the supplement does, research it. You've got Google, you've got YouTube, you've got people on online oh, that are very educated. Examine.com, they're good. Examine.com is amazing. Just put the supplement in, it will, it will tell you everything you need to know. And, you know, as, I think as you rightly said at the beginning of this, it's if you are deficient in a in a certain micronutrient, then you need to go and get personalized tests. And then you need to be seen with a, a qualified dietitian who is able to then break down what you're, uh, you're deficient in. And then you can go and supplement that way, but don't do it because you see a, you know, you see an Instagram ad or you, your favorite um, fitness model is doing it because at the end of the day, we know if you want to get a supplement contract, you're probably not natural. And so those, those supplements that they're taking are not the ones that make them look that, that way. Um, and again, I, I just can't stress this enough. Like most people, I would go as far as saying 98% of people are not maximizing their nutrition and their training to a point where supplementation is needed. If you are in the 2% of the world's physiques, then you might be maximizing your genetic potential. You may need to then fill that gap, like, like Paul said. But other than that, stick to training hard, track your lifts, track your cardio, track, you know, take all the variables of training and track them and try and progress them. And then take all your variables of your diet and your lifestyle and take control of them and then do that for a very, very long time. Because to hit your genetic potential you're going to have to do this for a very long time, not from January to April 2021, and then go, oh, now I need, to, I need to go and buy all the supplements. No, get your training sorted, get educated in that sense, get educated on your nutrition, and then if you really want to, take basic supplements like, as we said, a whey protein that instead of having to eat six chicken breasts a day, you could do a protein shake that might crave the, the sweet tooth instead of you, you know, eating a chocolate bar, or... Do something like creatine, which again is super cheap and it is effective. But again, I've been taking creatine for years. If I didn't take it, would I be 10 times smaller? No, of course not. Like it's just, it's just a little tiny little bump that may, and, and also by the way, some people are immune to creatine. So some people just doesn't work. Some people just don't, it doesn't work for them. There's lots of studies out there to show it just doesn't work for you. So yeah, that's, I mean, for me, my advice on supplementation is stay away from it and train hard and eat right. What do you take yourself, Paul? Uh, at the moment, I am taking uh, whey protein. I've got creatine, um, but I only start using creatine when I get into a very good groove of my training. Um, and for those who aren't aware and hadn't noticed the fact that we were a week late with one of our podcasts, I've just uh, come off the back of tonsillitis. Uh, and lockdown so I didn't train for six weeks so at the moment I just have protein um, in the new year when I'm back in training four days a week 
consistently, then I'll start to introduce creatine back in. Um, that's it. Occasionally, I do like the the, the non performance based supplements in terms of things like your multivitamins mm. and that kind of stuff. But even with them, um, that tends to be led by how my diet's going. If I find I'm falling into a bit of a routine of eating the same kind of stuff, then I introduce them a bit more. Um, yeah. And if I'm going for a period where I'm eating a, a, a much better balanced diet with a bit more variety, I, I tend not to worry about them too much. Um, but yeah, so at the moment for me, it's just protein. And to keep things interesting, I've got two different types. Uh, one has caffeine in and one doesn't. Uh, and and there's no, again, I don't take a coffee protein for any performance benefits. It's because uh, I, I like the taste. And if I can get a little bit of caffeine, it just keeps me awake. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if you look at it, the ca- caffeine is the most used pre-workout supplement that I know. Well, that, yeah, something that we haven't really touched upon is pre-workouts. But this, and a lot of this is for people who are lifting weights, right? So like pre-workouts and pump products, things like that. Now, I will, I will definitely say caffeine, amazing, right? Amazing. Definitely, I definitely. You might. I thought you caffeine. might, Tom. I mean, I am a, I am a, I'm definitely a caffeine addict, but you know, it's definitely, caffeine has definitely been proven to show that it enhances performance, right? Now, do you need 350 milligrams of caffeine before you go lift weights to maximize your uh, training? No, everyone is different. And some of these pre-workouts are very um, highly dosed with caffeine. And you can do a very simple thing is to, if you go on Google and you type in caffeine calculator, there's a great tool online that um, you can go and have a look how much your height and weight and how much caffeine you should be taking each day. And it takes into consideration um, your, uh, your activity level as well. But, well what, you know, caffeine, can, you re- can you repeat that site again? What is it? Caffeinecalculator.com, I think. I might be getting that wrong. But basically, Google Caffeine Calculator and it will come up. And there's quite a few of them. Um, and again, that will give you a rough guideline. But then you come, it comes down to caffeine tolerance as well is that if you have been, um, if you've been using caffeine for a very long time, your body's going to get naturally, um, you know, used to the amount of caffeine and to feel the effects that you would, if you were new to caffeine, you're going to have to keep taking more. Um, and then, you know, and I would say as well, it's probably a good thing to cycle off of caffeine to keep the, um, the benefits of it happening. Because again, if you're taking caffeine for, let's say, 12 weeks straight and your body builds a tolerance. If you come off it for a week and then get back onto caffeine, then you're going to feel a, a massive effect from caffeine at a very low dose. Um, you know, caffeine is relatively safe. It is actually relatively safe. You have to take a ridiculous amount of caffeine for it to kill you. But again, we don't know underlying health conditions and all that. So again, you have to be careful with these things, the stimulus that you're putting into your body. But things like pump products, like I see that a lot and I've used them before in the past. Again, they do work. They do work. Are they, are they benefiting your performance? I don't think so. Are they making you look a little bit better when you're in the gym, which then might motivate you a bit more to lift heavier and to work a bit harder because you look a bit more pumped up in the gym? Sure. Like, but are they, are they actually worth the 40 quid or 50 quid per tub that you're getting? I don't know. It's, that's down to you and how, and how motivated you are to go in and train. If that's something that helps you train harder, sure, why not? But, you know, when we're talking about actual, you know, proven supplements that, that, that work, I think caffeine is one that we've missed off the list. That I would say, yeah, caffeine is a good one. But again, it all comes down to your tolerance and when you use I've it as well. Got say, I've got something to say on caffeine, but I'll just pass over to Paul quickly. Yeah, I was going to say, I think on that... Um, on that point it's worth looking at because again pre-workouts are such a popular thing at the moment we, we touched on the fact that intra workouts has become a bit fashionable pre-workouts are always there and people are always looking for that edge when they get into the gym i can't take pre-workout because it literally makes me want to rip my own skin off which uh, is not a it's not a nice feeling but it's also not a good look when you're in the gym when you can't sit still you're twitching and you are literally clawing at your own skin um and what i say to everybody if is when I get asked, do I need a pre-workout is, well, how do you feel when you train? Cause there's, there's things you can do that will help how you feel when you train. If you train first thing in the morning and you feel like you haven't got much energy cause you're still tired, maybe try training later in the day 
and see if that has any benefit. If you still find that you struggle to get through your sessions and you need a little something before you go in, I would always recommend just having a black coffee um, or having a zero calorie monster or something like that. You know, there's, stuff out there that you can drink oh, Shirley's, Shirley's gonna Shirley's shaking her head because she's mad yeah. she gets mad at me when I drink them and, and don't get me wrong I'm not for a second saying that this is you, you should have like when it comes to monsters and stuff that you should have loads of them but what I'm saying is instead of spending a, a small fortune on pre-workout which for most people is not really going to yield that much of a benefit to your actual training it's just going to make you feel like you're wired um, save your money for, yeah. for a couple of quid, you can get a can of Monster, which is going to give you the energy you need to get through your, your workout. If you don't want to go down the route of drinking energy drinks, and again, I don't think, unless, I, I never understand people who drink energy drinks when they're not doing any form of exercise. Like if you're just drinking it for fun, like that, it's, that's mental. Apart from Jagerbomb. Sitting at home, stimmed up. But yeah. also as well, but yeah, just uh, as a, just to round off really quickly, um, yeah. for me, what I recommend to most people if they feel like they need a bit of a kick before they go into mm-hmm. the gym is like half an hour before, just have a have a strong coffee. Yeah. Well, and also as well, I think most people fail to realize that a lot of the time they're dehydrated. Like when energy levels are low, the dehydrated. I mean, especially first thing in the morning. First thing in the morning. I mean, I mean, you know, if you you're may getting, not have had a drink for like seven, eight hours. You go to the gym. Well, even more than that, because the average person doesn't like to drink water before they go to bed because they don't want to be up all night peeing, right? So realistically, a lot of people, whether it's consciously or subconsciously, they stop drinking fluids a few hours before they go to bed. And then they get up in the morning. Maybe they pound a, a coffee or an energy drink or whatever. Then they go into the gym and they wonder why they're feeling rough and they're not feeling great. And maybe they have an extra scoop of pre-workout and then, you know, the more caffeine in their system, which is going to dehydrate you more. And for me, the first thing and, you know, take out the, um, take out the, the performance side of things for digestion, which is something also that will make you feel better on a daily basis and make you have more energy, you know, your, uh, your gut health and, um, and how your digestive system is working. First thing you need to do in the morning is drink water, hydrate yourself. Make sure that you are giving yourself, uh, your digestive system, for lack of a better word, lubricant to be able to, you know, get going and kick starting once you, because you've been asleep and then start introducing caffeine after you've had a decent amount of water and then make sure that you are hydrating yourself throughout your workout and after your workout because dehydration is not something that just happens and you can just take water and then you're back to normal again. When I, again, I'm no expert on this, but I've done a lot of research on it and it's been in a lot of my nutrition courses I've taken is that when you feel thirsty, it is too late at that point. You you need to be hydrating constantly. Um, Again, I'm not saying go and chug gallons and gallons of water at a time because you can overhydrate, but make sure that you always have water around you uh, to be able to consistently just sip throughout the day um, again, there's, 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 there's things online that you can go in and you can check how much water you could have each, you need each day for your height and weight. Um, but I would say a lot of people are, are, are mistaking being tired and run down for being dehydrated. And so, it's, and then you're going to add exercise to that, you know, if you, well, I mean, I mean, you know, being biological here, you know, the first sign, you know, your pee should be clear, yeah, pretty much clear. You know, if, if, you're, if you're in the gym and you're feeling crap and you go to the loo and it's orange, yeah. then don't go and buy another energy drink. Have there some was, water, um, you know? There was, there was some good, um, I read a good article on this uh, from, a, again, if you're ever reading articles, one of my biggest advices is, is to source the, the resource and, and go after who wrote it and, and see how qualified they are. And they were talking about hydration levels and they were talking about, you know, pee as most people are trying to chase that clear pee, right? You actually don't want to be completely clear. You want a, a, a slight yellowy tinge. That's right, yeah. yeah. Um, but again, you know, like it's better probably to be clear than it is to be dark yellow, you know? So, it also depends what you're taking. If you are taking multivitamins and stuff like that, you know, the, everything's got color in it now. Everything, 
you know you don't all these tablets you know they, they're some of them are kind of got an orangey tinge some of them got a yellowy tint you know so they're all going into your body and that color that's made those tablets that color it has to go somewhere it's not going to get used by your body i mean if uh, you know you've got uh, uh, things like veg certain vegetables i mean have you ever eaten asparagus yeah but I mean, again, I, I would say that water is probably the, 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 um, the, the best supplement out there is that water will improve your performance and, but any better than any supplement that I, we, could ever, um, we could ever say uh, or ever recommend to have is water is, is, is the best one. So if you can... I, I, I don't know about you guys, but I know, I know so many people who don't drink water at all. Yeah. I mean, literally, tea, coffee, that's it. They, they would never do, I mean, I'm literally, I'm, I'm always got a pint of water. I go to bed with a pint of water. Yeah, you know, I'm, I carry water around with me. <laughs> I'm just collecting. Oh, double bucks in there. Double like anyone knows me well is there's always a massive bottle of water next to me. Like always. Yeah. Just because yeah. it makes you feel better. So why wouldn't yeah. you drink it? You know, and then again, as I said before, you can go back and you can put things in it like, you know, um, zero calorie um, water enhancers or BCAs if you really want to. Squash, yeah. like sugar-free squash. Just, it's just, just make just, it palatable. Yeah, absolutely. Can I just go back to caffeine uh, quickly? Because I've got something to share on that as well. Um, one of the uh, my research when I was go going through premenopause as well. This is also great if you're working with women who are kind of in their forties or coming into that sort of stage of their life. Uh, it's been very well researched that you do become very sensitive to caffeine, um, and it's one of the things that I was drinking a lot of coffee at the time. Most women do. They're sat in an office. They're coffee, coffee, coffee. Uh, tea, not so much because obviously there's less caffeine in tea, but it is very much because the symptoms at the beginning are heart palpitations, very, very common, didn't know anything about them. Um, and what happens is when you're getting heart palpitations anyway, sometimes you can relate that to your coffee drinking, but that is actually a symptom of menopause. So if you continue then to drink coffee, it just, the sensitivity is already there because your heart is going through this change, uh, which has been uh, caused by the change in your hormones at the time at the beginning. And also coffee suddenly becomes the enemy because it, um, it enhances hot flushes. Yeah, uh, that's that's why, I mean, I can't, I'm the same as Paul. I can't take pre-workout. I'm a mess. I'm lit, like, it's, I feel, um, I get tightness in my chest. I feel like I get this like blockage here. Uh, I'll sweat. I feel really, really red. My skin feels like, you know, like um, when you've got prickly heat. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it doesn't matter which one I've tried. Uh, and uh, so I mean, the there's what I've, I've made, I mean, I have a very high tolerance of caffeine, like, and that's probably self-inflicted over many years of abusing it. Right. But I, I it's only recently that I realized a big mistake that I was making was, and I think I see a lot of young guys, but also girls as well is people who train later in the evening, let's say after work, right? And it was last year where my job changed and I had to start, I normally train either in the afternoon or I was training early in the morning. But then I, my job changed and so I was training late at night, like six, seven o'clock. And what I was finding was I was still, you know, taking my pre-workout or caffeine hit before I went and trained, right? Didn't think much of it because I thought, you know, I'm a high tolerance of caffeine, I'll be fine. My recovery over a long period of time, I was, I was thinking, why am I so sore all the time? Um, you know, I was finding it um, really difficult to um, hit the same lifts I was. And I started to realize that actually, even though, and I don't sleep that much anyway, but my sleep was, the quality of my sleep was, was being affected because for two reasons. One, I was going to the gym at that time, taking a stimulant, and then obviously that's going to last for, for a number of hours. But then adding exercise and the endorphins and the rush and the adrenaline you get from that as well, then going home eating after that and okay. then having to try and get to sleep. You know, like I would go to sleep at a normal time, but there's, I, I would love to have seen what the quality of my sleep was because I could definitely tell once I've stopped doing that, this part, you know, past like six, seven months where I train now in the afternoon, I, I, take, I have no caffeine really after about four o'clock in the afternoon, I really try and cut it out. 
the quality of my sleep has gone up and the quality of my recovery has definitely, definitely gone up. And I'm not sleeping more hours, but I definitely think the quality of my sleep has gone up. So the quality of everything, my training, my recovery, my list, everything's gone up. And I think that's a big reason why. Wow. So just anyone, anyone who's out there. Well, any, any given, young, yeah, I was going to say you were giving your body a lot to do while you were asleep. Yeah, it was, it was, and it was trying to calm down. It was just like, and it's just, by the time it's calmed down, I was waking up again and probably stimulating myself again. So it's, um, <laughs> waking up again and having a coffee. And it's something that you don't, especially for young people, they don't really realize it's happening. It's not a, oh, that it happens on that day and you feel it. It's over a long period of time. We start realizing like, why do I always feel sore? Why am I not able to put as much energy into my workouts? um over you know over a long period of time because again you just were drained i was just drained physically um and then just all the stress of life as well so um yeah i've definitely tried to cut that I back i do think i do think i mean it's get it's i think in the last couple of years it's got better but i because I, I think the whole thing about quality sleep and overall health is much more prevalent now. I think it's more talked about. It's more uh, trainers are now putting, putting it almost putting it in people's programs. You know that you have to. I need to see you sleeping this much every night. It's kind of it's become part of your whole healthy lifestyle change. Is to look at when, how long, you know, and what sort of quality. You know, people are looking at temperatures of rooms. There's quilts now that that, that keep you cool at night. <laughs> You know, there's, there, there's a whole industry that's making money out of quality sleep. You know, that wasn't happening before. But you're know, right. But yeah. the younger generation now who are coming into training, like, I think what we've got from this whole call is that they are, yes, they are Instagram and, and, uh, and internet influence. So you've got this whole young people coming in. They want the gear. They want the trainers. They want the supplements. Um, you know, but they're, they're the ones who need to understand about sleep. They're the ones who need to be educated on when, why to take you know, supplements and what supplements are and things like that. You know, and I think you know, that generation needs, we need to get hold of them because obviously you know, we're seeing now, and I've seen over the last few years, especially in older people that I know who used to do a lot of bodybuilding and strongman and stuff like that, is that the long-term effect of, you know, battering your body with caffeine and having low sleep and doing all this strong stuff and not supporting your diet. And, you know, the long-term effects later on are, you know, they, there are problems with your heart. There will be problems with your liver. There will be problems with your kidneys, like kidney stones and stuff like that. Just, you know? just, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm Paul, if you disagree on this for sure, cause you have a lot of uh, younger clients that are into lifting, serious lifting. And you're, you've done prep yourself, but you get the benefits. Are you grow? Like if you're somebody who wants to build muscle, the recovery is more important than the actual lifting. Like if you're, if you, you know, you can lift every single day and kill yourself in the gym, but if you don't recover, you're not going to grow. So if if they're not going hand in hand, then almost you're you're almost um, prioritizing your recovery, then you're not going to get the results. So you know, for young people that are trying to get these these amazing physiques you've got to prioritize recovery you've got to, all the hard work that you put in the gym you're wasting it if you don't give your body a chance to recover afterwards but what yeah. do you say to your guys paul because i mean i don't work with the, the that younger group but i know you do i mean how do you but how do you make them focus on that you know if they if it's not they, they just want i know what you're going to say they just want they come to you they go i want to be big yeah. I'm a skinny guy. I want to be big, you know, and if you go, yeah, you need to sleep more. They're just going to go, yeah, I'm going to get another trainer. <laughs> um, the way so how, I, do you, how do you do it? Uh, so the way I position it is, is a, I focus it around two main things. So it'll be the number of days that I get them training. Um, yeah. And it, I, for anyone that wants to put on size or drive significant compositional change, that's going to be done in the weights area. Uh, I don't want them weight training more than four days a week if I can get away with it. And I, I prioritize that with them and I make them aware from the off that if their goal is, if they're serious about putting on size, it's not about being in the gym every single day. It's about maximizing your time in the gym. 
maximizing every session so that you're getting the most out of it in terms of eliciting the kind of response from your body that you want. And then it's about prioritizing the rest and the recovery, because if you don't get good sleep and you don't give your body time between sessions to repair, you're training tired muscles, you're risking injury, and you're not going to get the results you want. When it comes to growing muscle tissue, all of that is done during the recovery phase. Yeah. If you're not getting good sleep where our body does most of its repair and recovery anyway, then you're already impacting on its ability to. And if you're not taking enough rest between sessions, on those particular muscle groups, then do you know what? Probably not doing yourself too much of a, a favor either in terms of your long-term, long-term prospects. Yeah. You might, you might be able to work on your overall strength and feel like you're doing really well, but in terms of driving the compositional change that people often want to see, uh, okay. start working with the trainer. Most people are looking for some kind of compositional change, whether they want to get leaner or whether they want to add size it at the end of the day, if you, if you're, trying to deliver any of that free weight training, you need to prioritize the rest in between your sessions. It's just as important. Um, so the way I combat it is I never give anybody more than uh, like a four day training split. Sometimes I stretch the five days, but at that point it becomes all about how you structure the training um, to make sure that again, they're getting enough rest on each body part in between each time. They're not doing too many heavy sessions on a particular body part within a certain number of days and that kind of stuff. Do you find that with, with the ones who this works for, do you, I mean, is the compliance high in uh, the young group? Yeah. Or do they, they you know, train on their days off? <laughs> it, it, it varies. There's a lot of peer group there as well. You know, if their mates are going to the gym, they're not going to go, no, I'm on a rest day. They haven't got that same sort of thing when you're older where you go, no, so, you know, I'm going to sit in and watch Netflix, you know? Yeah. And I think, again, there's from a, a lifestyle perspective, from a health perspective, like having active rest days. Like when I say people need to have like rest days, I'm not talking, saying that they necessarily need to just sit still and do nothing the entire day. So keeping active is good. Um, yeah, good. But it can be a bit, it can be a bit of a challenge with, with some people who are generally very active and enjoy training. Yeah. getting them to understand that for their goal now where they want to put on size, that it's not about yeah. being in the gym seven days a week can actually, yeah. it can be quite daunting. So at that point it becomes a case of trying to find a routine that works for them that allows them to keep active. So perhaps giving them some, some hit to do or you know, some form of, of cardio, not from a energy expenditure perspective, but just from a, a, a sanity perspective. So they still feel like yeah. they're doing something. Um, yeah, maybe go for a cycle, go out for a walk, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Step, a step target, maybe. Yeah, exactly that kind of stuff, and also prioritizing things like taking time to to stretch and what have you. And it's like, cool, you're not going to actually train, but you're going to take twenty minutes, thirty minutes, forty minutes, and you're going to stretch your upper body. And then you know, on your next rest day, you're going to take a, a twenty minute, thirty minute stretching session, working on your lower body, so that they still feel like they're doing something, but what they're actually yeah. doing is helping their body recover rather than being like oh i'm bored i'm just gonna go and go to the gym yeah i mean tom does his hot yoga well it was uh cold yoga oh, today sorry so. gotta stop tom do you actually wear yoga pants or do you just um, wear some of my some of my trackies are pretty tight so you can get probably get away with them <laughs> yoga pants but um no i haven't well, haven't, haven't, haven't dived into that room yet but <laughs> I could definitely, uh, I, de I, I, will, I will put it out there, yoga is a great way to spend an active recovery. Um, and just to touch upon what Paul was saying there is, you know, the way you structure your program obviously is extremely important. And for anyone who is serious about lifting and trying to gain size, remember you have a central nervous system and you need to, you need to make sure that that thing is not drained in order to be able to push hard enough to actually build muscle tissue. And you, the only way to recharge it is to allow it to recharge. Um, so I, I, a lot of people will say, oh, well, if I, I trained back yesterday so I can train chest today. Well, yes, you're not directly working the muscles that may be fatigued, but your central nervous system is, is fatigued. And if you drain that thing, you're going to feel it and your lifts are going to suffer on a long, a long, long term. So um, there's a lot that goes into it. And I think I can't speak enough about recovery and going back to this whole podcast is about is, uh, you know, supplementation. 
if you if you are trying to you know supplement then i would focus around a lot on the recovery side of things like glutamine and um and again creatine is great for recovery as well so yeah it's quite good actually uh, because you know i i i have just got myself a coach to do my nutrition training for the new year because i think it's valuable as a coach yeah. myself that you know i need to sort of get on the top of these things for myself because i need to keep myself healthy i need to keep myself strong and i have you know i do feel like this whole year has been so crazy you know the lockdowns and the gym was open the gym was shut <laughs> you know it, 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 i was I was kind of treading water, you know, I was doing stuff at home and uh, when the gym was open, I was kind of going in there and doing a bit of training and half doing a program and stuff like that because you didn't know whether the gym was going to shut again. So you didn't want to start anything and it's all really confusing. So I just, um, you know, I just sort of, I'm in the, the, the right place now to, to get someone to do that for me. And it's, um, you know, and it's great the way programs are done now because the, the nutrition it is done so that it changes. So on your on your rest days, your nutrition is different because it's to help your muscles recover and it's to help, you know, to to put all those nutrients in place that may have been depleted from your training sessions from the last two days, let's say. Um, and that sort of seems to be pretty standard. Um, that's, a, that's a good point about nutrition on rest days. And we could do a whole different podcast on that. But I think a lot of people make yeah. mistakes about lowering their food on rest days. And actually, if you're someone who's trying to gain muscle tissue, it might be, again, everyone's different, but it might be the fact that you might actually have to up your nutrition, um, especially different macronutrients on those rest days in order to maximize recovery so you can start fresh the next time you get back into the gym. So I think it's important to say, you know, obviously... You know, we've got obviously a million or three million followers now. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it was three million last time I looked. Three point um, eight is the last count. I three point eight. Thanks, Tom. I, I didn't check before we come on air. Um, that was just three point eight followers. Three point eight followers. Not. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we all know who they are. Um, but I think it is important to say, you know, that that like like I said at the beginning, we're not qualified dietitians. However, we do know enough. You know, we've been in the industry long enough, and and we've had our own experience. We've done our own research, uh, and we are very down to earth and very basic when it comes to you know what is needed to support a healthy lifestyle. Training, you know, not everyone's going to be training. Not everyone's going to be doing weight training. It's like you know, it, 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 and heavy stuff and all that. But it, but we know enough, and we can help you. And you know, we are all more than happy to to, look at your diet as it is now and and to you know put a nutrition plan together for you that is workable you know and this is the time to do that you know don't wait till january the first and go right well i start today oh i need a nutrition plan because if you wait uh you know till january then you're going to have to wait for the nutrition plan to be written then you're going to have to go shopping then you're going to have to get used to cooking stuff and 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 when to have food and so that's why i've started now because i need to know what i'm going to eat try and get my timings right get my head around it that it's going to be very different to how i've been you know basically eat eat whatever i like or basically live on toast you know that sort of thing you know really healthy um but yeah so i need and that's why i asked for it now so now i'm practicing so between now and you know december the 31st i'll get in the gym when i can I'll, i'll run through my program there's some things i'm not sure about i can ask him stuff like that you know, there was some stuff uh, with the food I wasn't sure about, um, but I can ask him. So when I hit the ground running in January, I'm done. I'm ready. I'm done. I'm, I'm going to go shopping. Uh, everything's going to be in the cupboards. I start on, on sec- probably 2nd of Jan, but uh, I start and I'm off, you know, but I've already started. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, whoever listens to this podcast, you know, don't, don't ask all your, you know, your family to give you, uh, you know, sports clothes and 50 pairs of trainers for Christmas. And, and then, you know, buy a load of supplements. So you've got boxes and boxes of stuff um, to take because you're starting a healthy lifestyle. You know, start by getting a very, very good quality nutrition program written for you based on your needs. You know, whether you're male, female, what you're going through, what time of life you're at. Uh, have it ready. Get your shopping in. Yeah. After Christmas, get your shopping in get sorted, get your head around it, ask all the questions so you know what you need to be doing and when, and then get on it. Just yep. forget everything else. Just start eating right, you know, and then 
gauge how you're feeling and, and, and go from there, really. That's all I can advise people. And I must say, out of this whole thing, yeah, I think the most important supplement is water. <laughs> I think people will realise that. 21st, just make sure you drink water. The first thing you do when you wake up, just drink yeah, water. It's a good idea. Not lemon water. No, no none of that chopping stuff. You know, this literally like get up in the kitchen while the kettle's boiling, chuck a pint, you know, and then make your coffee, you know. And then take all the supplements that you bought over Christmas that you won't yeah, use. Yeah, and then I'll get my bowl out. Yeah. <laughs> But also, um, one other thing I did pick up, which I will mention on this call as well, if you are taking medication for anything, like blood pressure, thyroid, anything like that, um, I will say that there are, again, it's very well researched, that there are certain supplements which it wouldn't be something you'd think about because they're natural, but there are certain supplements like the things I've mentioned here that can... Um, be, that can work very badly with certain actual pharmaceutical medications. Um, you, but you may take these things thinking they're natural. You'll have a bad reaction. You'll feel terrible. Something will happen. You'll be, whatever. Um, so always read on the uh, leaflets you get with any medication that you take regularly for medical problems to read to see if they may contraindicate with uh, any supplements of any sort. Um, that's really, really important. If you're, if, you're, if you're about to say, if you're on yeah. medication and you want to take supplements, talk to your doctor. They They're should tell you. Yeah, they should tell you. It's very interesting, actually, because um, uh, I've got a, a, an operation coming up on my leg, as you know. Uh, and it's very interesting at the pre-admission because um, two weeks before, because I'm, I'm going to get the date, but two weeks before that, I have to take none of this. I have to stop all of it. Um, this, I did ask, obviously, <laughs> You know why um so they just said because because you're having an anesthetic yeah. we can't guarantee that one of these could be the trigger that could react with you in your body with an anesthetic so it's zero risk you literally have to stop taking i mean i'm talking primrose or everything has to stop so that in itself says quite a lot um but they are on it and i you know i think it is valuable advice to say you know, you, you can't just take these things willy nilly. Uh, you have to, you know, really think about your general health um, and to make sure that you don't have a bad reaction. I, I think there's a, a point there that we can expand beyond even checking if like existing medications that you're on and stuff will react with, with supplements and just taking a step back and looking at supplements in general and, and I think yeah. we've also touched upon it without saying it explicitly is is the fact that actually if, if moving into the new year the goal is to get in better shape we've said yeah. it on other calls it's it's not a quick fix it's not a 30-day thing it's not a 21-day thing it's not a 10-day thing it's it's not a something that comes in juice form or tablet form or anything like it, it's about addressing the underlying issues that have led to you being in a position where you want to make change and the ultimate little bit of tough love now that, that we all have to appreciate when you get to a point where you need to lose weight, it's because at the end of the day, you've been eating more calories than you've been burning because what it boils down to with 90% of the public is you don't have a great understanding of what you should and shouldn't be eating for the amount yep. you eat. That's not a blame game, a finger pointing exercise at the individual. That's at the fact that as an industry, the fitness industry doesn't educate as well as it should. The education mm -hmm. system doesn't touch upon our own health. It talks about trigonometry and Pythagoras and algebra. Um, and it doesn't teach you how to not die. Um, so the fact is, is the majority of people don't know what they need to do. So if, if your goal in the new year is to get in shape, don't rush to the shop and buy all of the latest products that you've seen some dickhead from the only way is fucking wherever they're from chelsea or whatever it's fucking called. like uh, a suburb of the country yeah who's pushing don't want to be controversial yeah who's pushing some fucking diarrhea juice dishwater bullshit like take a step back and go right what where have i been going wrong try and address your diet bring things in line try and become more active find exercise that you enjoy doing that you can stick to and when you've been doing it for a few months if you start to think yeah i've been getting good results but they could be better yeah then 
go down the route of starting to look at what can you add, what's going to help improve on where you're working. What could you, what could you do a little bit better with? And at that point, if you feel like you can't make any more sustainable change to say your diet or your training, but you want an extra couple of percent benefit to your progress, then look to some supplements. And again, the recommendations that I would give at that point is speak to a professional, find yourself a good quality protein, depending on how you train. If you're a weight trainer, possibly a good quality creatine. And do you know what? Be patient with it all. Like the, the results that people are after don't come in the timescales that they set for them normally. Give yourself six to 12 months to see some decent change. Give yourself five to 10 years to see substantial lifestyle, life-changing differences. And those and, results don't come in a bottle or a powder form either. No, exactly. It comes from hard work and addressing the fundamental principles behind your goal, which is ultimately balancing what you eat with how many calories you burn. Um, so if your plan in the new year is to increase the output, that's great, but that's going to count for shit if you're not increasing the output so that it's more than what, the, what you're taking in. An analogy that James Smith used recently, actually, whilst I'm on it, I'm in full flow. Um, <laughs> if, you've got, if you've got your mobile phone, you've got 80% battery and you want to take that battery down to 75% battery, and we're using the battery to signify somebody's weight here, so your 80 kilos, you want to get 75, uh, 75 kilos, you need to make sure that you're burning more calories. Open a load of apps or something. Yeah. So you go and open your, your, you know, the, the, the apps that are going to use the most battery, you might go take to Netflix and start to download a, a film or something and, and it's going to bring your battery down. But all of that is irrelevant if the phone is plugged in at the mains. And it's the same with, with our bodies. If we want to drop body fat, you can try and pick the most calorie intensive workouts, calorie burning workouts that there are out there and work as hard as you fucking want. But if you're not addressing what you're putting in at the other end, then you're, you're, you're just wasting your time. So that, that's my biggest advice. Supplements are going to give you a small benefit. They're going to top you up where you're missing certain things that you need, but they're not going to deliver you results. They're not going to change your life. They're not going to fix the stuff that's inherently broken that comes from addressing the two main issues, which is you, you, know, you don't move enough. And I just think from a positive point of view, you know, no matter how age, how old you are, you know, if you educate yourself on what your body needs, you know, long-term the benefits of that alone are tenfold. You know, if you get to a point, even if you're, you know, if you just educate yourself, you know what your body needs and you're so that you're aware and you're adaptable to all the changes you go through and you keep on that same road where you're constantly listening to your body and understanding what it needs. You know, you've got a, a life of good health ahead of you. You know, you've got a healthy, you know, uh, you know, 40s, you've got healthy 50s, you've got healthy 60s because you just understand how your body works. You know, mm -hmm. and I think this is all basic advice and it's very, very simple. Um, you know, and there's so many people out there to help. Yeah. And, and I just think it, it, for the long term, if it, education is key, understand the basics of how you eat food, where it goes, what it does, how your muscles work. You know, these are all basic. We learned this shit at school, but nobody remembers it. But go back to it, revisit it, understand how the digestive system works. You know, little things like that. And then, like you said, understand how water works. What does water do? People just think you go like that, it goes in your mouth, it goes down there, it goes out, <laughs> you pee it in the toilet. No, it does a lot. When that goes in your body, that goes all sorts of places. It does all sorts of things. Um, you know, to, when, I, when I read about water, what it does with your brain, your brain function is so reliant on your water intake, it's insane. Um, you know, and... I think like I, 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 today my take home is definitely water. That's my yeah. final word. Cheers to water, guys. Cheers to water. Best supplement <laughs> in the industry. <laughs> Second, caffeine. <laughs> okay, I'm going to let caffeine sneak in there. I'm going <laughs> to let it sneak in there. Um, only, only from the point of view of coffee. I, I mean, I, listen, I'm, I like my coffee. I love my morning coffee. I'm not even going to deny it, especially the Christmas blend. Oh, oh. Don't oh, don't even go there. Stop, Stop it. It's just wicked. I mean, you have to have some. I'm going to give White Monster an honorable mention. 
Don't drink it, kids. Just... Like, when I see you next time, you're in big trouble. I'm going to kick your butt. I just stand outside the coffee you shop. Run. You better run fast. Uh, yeah. I'm going to get all the cans out of the fridge and just chuck them at you. Like that. I'll, drink a, I'll drink a monster. It'll impo- improve my performance. I'm oh, away. yeah. <laughs> or when you're running away. <laughs> I'll be a little bit faster. I swear, as long as I take my creatine that day, you got no chance. But no, it's been brilliant. Uh, I mean, I, I really don't think we've got much. I think we've kind of like nailed it, you know. Um, like, like I said, anyone is listening, if you've got any questions about anything we've talked about today, please, please, please contact one of us. Uh, you know, we can all, always like broaden out on, on what we've already said today. We can't obviously go into everything. We don't have enough time. Um, but we're available for, you know, nutrition plans. Get them now hit the ground running new year. You know, we will help you get, get started now, get your shopping in, get planning, know what you're going to be doing. Um, you know, make a start. Um, don't, don't leave it too late. Uh, and, and then lose a month, you know, it's just ridiculous. So let's make 2021 a really healthy, healthy new year. Get yourself educated, get your water in your body and have a fantastic Christmas. Guys. Merry Christmas you. people. We'll see you after Christmas. Yay. I might be a bit fluffier, but it's all fine. So it's just cheese. It's cheese. It'll be gone in weeks. Just water, just water away. Just drink more water. Water and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> no, have a great time. Peace out, people. Love you guys. See you later. Bye. Uh...